You got them big ass. <laughs> you got them big titties with the matching ass. <laughs> I told you, ludicrous. What a freaking genius, man. <laughs> he lets it all hang out. See the oil. My Cadillac spills. That's <laughs> What so a great funny, man. Tune, man. I was trying to, uh, you know, kind of like pinpoint one of my favorite lyrics. I can't in that in that song. That is, um, what's the title of that one? Southern Hospitality. That's the song or the album? I thought that was the album. Uh, it might no, be the song. Uh, this is ludicrous. Oh, back for the first time. <laughs> back for the. That's not ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. Back for the first. Back time. for the that's first the, time. All right. That's the album. The uh, song is Southern Hospitality right. featuring Pharrell. Pharrell. Wow. I think I cut off the part where Pharrell comes in. Oh, it's like another two minutes of that song. That's a beautiful jam. I really. I that album too is fantastic. Yeah, it's just so fun. You know yes. what I mean? It wasn't like uh, I don't know. No hip stuff. Music. Mm. Popular music was fun then. You know, the machine, the three-letter agencies, there's no doubt they control all the mainstream happening, and they have for a long time. But it's kind of interesting when you look at it through that lens. Wow, they were letting us have some fun back then in the 90s, late 90s, early aughts. And then all of a sudden, everything got really dark, and now everything's really sleepy. You know, they're like zombifying yeah. our culture purposefully. It's kind of bizarre when you take a look around at everything culturally. You know, look at Billie Eilish. Have you heard any of Billie Eilish's music? No, I, I, and I do. I've been thinking this for a I long got a, time. I have a clip like, for you. Ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she, dude, she's, she's the one. Go. That's all you got. Isn't she, she's the one that, like, Emma did an impersonation of her. And I was like, you know, Oh, no, head, that I'm was like, me. I did the impersonation. No, uh, wasn't it? Well, no. Sure that was me. And were you? Oh, yeah. I get compliments for my Billie Eilish. It was really funny, and then we, uh, and the song actually came on like later in the week, and it was like, spot on. Yeah, she just whispers things. <laughs> That's Billie Eilish. It really is terrible. But I think we're gonna look back on like everything post like two. I don't know, like early two thousands. He still has some good stuff coming now, but really, it's just That's it's sleepy. Been, culturally terrible for the past 10 years oh, even the rap the the modern pop hip hop with all the lils out there they're all lils these days and they're all like just mumble sleep rapping through all their songs yeah. it's you, know, you can't even understand what they're saying but that's what the kids like you know we're older you know we don't know what the kids are into we're supposed to actually not like what the kids are into right yeah that is true Pretty sure, pretty sure that's how that it works. That is true. Yeah, we just don't like. Uh, <clears throat> Although you know what, I think the well, I don't know. The difference I think is like we were at least aware of the old stuff. Well, we respected right? like, and enjoyed it. The people you talk to now who are like in their like early twenties, still in their teens, they never even heard of the shit we listened to. There's so much new stuff. Like there's you know. <clears throat> oh man, I got a little. Too much weed smoke in the uh, old lung chamber there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I I don't think that uh, there's enough brain energy there to consume all the content from the past, as well as 
what's going on now, but also maybe it just is what stands the test of time, right? So like there's all these, you know, all these books have been written throughout the last 100, 200 years, but kids are still reading Mark Twain or whatever when they go through school, you know, or, you know, the high school kids still read the 1984. I think. I hope. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, you should see the books they got at the library. Like, you know, the, like the most read sections. It's just uh, how to like anally penetrate your partner, I believe. <laughs> and like. <laughs> it's, it's why you're gay, why you might not know it, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Proper tucking techniques. Right. <laughs> Her first time shaving. <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, man. Well, uh, I had a busy weekend. I went uh, on Friday, picked up Emma from the airport, and then we cruised into Denver and saw the Denver Nuggets play a little basketball. Man, it was a great time. Had by all. We had originally scheduled this uh, reservation for some hip, hipster, hip new Asian fusion restaurant somewhere nearby. And we were a little bit early arriving back from the airport. So we went and stopped at this one bar that's downtown. It's like one of the oldest bars in Denver. And we went in for a drink and ended up totally missing our reservation at this hipster uh, Asian fusion bar. And uh, just had a fantastic time sipping cold brews (laughs) in this old-ass dinky stinky bar, dude. Nice. It was great. And then we uh, hitched down towards the stadium, and it was beautiful out. And then we're in the game, and about halfway through, a mega snowstorm hit the entirety of uh, downtown Denver, uh, which was not a surprise to me. They were chem tra- uh, trailing like crazy all week, <laughs> and there was a, you could see the wall, the storm wall coming in. Earlier in the day, so uh, I can only assume they even said in the clouds. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, yeah well, uh, the cloud, or, or Bill Gates. The Bill cloud Gates. shape was Bill Gates' face, kind of like Mufasa <laughs> in The Lion King. You know, it was, it was Bill it Gates was coming four, at you. Four squares with the wind behind it. It's incredible it what they could do when they fire up the heart machine. All right, over at the end <laughs> car there in Boulder. I'm telling you, it's beautiful what they're uh, capable of. So this massive yeah. snowstorm comes in, and Emma and I were there. And we decide, let's go buy some merch. Uh, more specifically, let's get some of those uh, beanies, those uh, warm winter hats. And uh, we go into one of the little shops. Mike, you wouldn't believe it. They had Nuggets gear. No. Yes, it's it. true. I I've it's, never seen Nuggets <laughs> yes. merch. They had jerseys with Jokic on them. I, I was shocked. Actually, it was mind blowing. Wow. Well, maybe because it's post championship now. Yes, they're marketable. Now they have to admit they're a team. Yes, yeah, so, at least it's kind of like yeah. after Alex Jones went to uh, the that one meeting of the rich people with the owl. He went to the Bohemian Doth- Grove. Was, it was the Bohemian, oh, Grove. Bohemian Grove. Yes, you know now it's like okay, curtain's been drawn. Everybody sees it. You know. Yeah, Alex Jones, the first one to expose the Bilderberg Group and the Bohemian Grove, and not Just only like the that, Nuggets. Now they won the championship. We know okay. you exist. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The Denver Nuggets, <laughs> from a merchandise perspective, they are the Bohemian Grove of basketball teams. <laughs> You've been exposed. You know? <laughs> That's right. We see your Moloch. All right. 
We see what's going Joe on Kitch, here. Who so, I'm pretty sure is black. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he comes <laughs> comes from the blackest region of Slovakia or uh, Slovenia. I heard Don region. Cheadle's playing him in the documentary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do whiteface. Are we almost there with the whole like uh, inclusivity hiring and we're totally not doing white dudes anymore? They're eventually going to have a black guy play a white guy in some movie. Well, dude, that's what I wanted to talk to you about Shazam. Oh, right. Yes. Shazam is the is the reverse. It's the rewind. Rewind it. You got to refresh. We went from a black Shazam to a white Shazam. Dude. Okay. So. I did watch, I put Shazam on yesterday, Emma was sleeping, she woke up in, intermittently throughout it, and she said, uh, what are we watching? I said, we're watching Shazam. She goes, uh, I thought that didn't exist. I was like, no, no, not the Shazam with Sinbad. I was like, no, this is the real Shazam, allegedly, that uh, came out in 2019. And she goes, oh, who's in it? I said, it's a black wizard or genie who grants these powers to a bunch of kid, kids. Who turn into adults with their powers, which is really funny because every character is played by a different actor as an adult, except for the white girl. They just like put makeup on her, and she goes from a eighteen-year-old to a thirty-year-old. I don't, I don't. That's a weird one. Shazam, interesting. Emma asked me if we had seen it before, and I told her we had. I recall it kind of came out right around the pandemic time when we were locked in our homes like caged animals and we uh had nothing to do and I, I do remember seeing it on our docket there at one point or another. And I don't think I ever uh, saw it. Yeah, I, I do recall. It's uh it's alright. It kinda all the DC superhero stuff kinda snuck under the radar because it's kinda not the greatest. Shazam kinda funny. I mean we watched through most of it and uh I can gauge a movie's entertainment value based on how long Emma stays awake laughing or engaged before she falls back asleep. She made it about 45 minutes, so it was pretty oh. pretty entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it beats Avatar. I I saw Avatar keeps playing on HBO and every time I put it on it knocks Emma out like a light. She's just uh you know, out cold. That is great for falling asleep. God, is that a boring ass movie? Three hours and I can't believe there's another one coming out. (laughs) Well, you brought it up, and I gotta continue down the route. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Alex Jones, via polling on X, formerly known as Twitter. He's back on Twitter. Oh, no. It's not Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter. I really wanted to get the clip of, uh, I think it was the Pod Save America guys. Trump Save Pod? Trump, Trump Save Pod. The one guy was like, it's Twitter. And you'll notice I never say X. Oh. oh, no, it was the guy on Bill Maher. Dude, Bill, what happened on Bill Maher, man? Yeah, and that, that dude, Emma hated that guy, by the way. The, so funny. The tanned like, dude. <laughs> and I refuse to say formally, no, it's still Twitter. I was like, dude, you are crazy. It was a rough scene. First of all, that man has done everything your side claims to love. (laughs) He's literally saving the world, apparently. With you know, oh, uh, Elon, did you see that article I sent you? I I highlighted in the text. I uh, shot your way there. Uh, Beautiful. Freaking cracked me up. Um, 
Where is it here? I got to pull it up here. Okay, so CNN had a little thing on Elon, and the, the headline was Elon Musk demands Bob Iger. Is it Iger or Igor? Doesn't matter. Igor. <laughs> Uh, Bob Iger, uh, okay, so Elon Musk demands Bob Iger, quote, be fired after Disney pulled ads from X, formerly known as Twitter. So the, the <laughs> article goes on, right? And I highlighted and took a snapshot and sent it to Mike. This is the best way. I've, I can't believe we're here now. This is how CNN describes Elon Musk, the ex-owner and... Erratic billionaire conspiracy theorist went on a rampage <laughs> Thursday against the Disney chief executive. Wow! Excuse me? Yeah! <laughs> Ex-owner and erratic billionaire conspiracy theorist. I have to say, personally, as a tinfoil hat nut job myself, I aspire someday to be described as an erratic billionaire conspiracy theorist. That is a grandiose title, my friends, and I think something we can all aspire to. The best part is when they say, over the decision to pull advertisements from his imperil (laughs) social social media platform. His imperiled social media platform. It's so imperiled. CNN talks about it every fucking day. You're writing an article about it. You literally talk about it every fucking day. It's so imperiled. Well, it's all anyone's jiving about over on Jive. I mean, uh, sorry. (laughs) Callback. Yeah. You gotta start that. That's right. No, I meant spill. That's all everyone's spilling about over on spill. We're all on spill, (laughs) right? You guys remember spill? Come on now. It's so funny. We're spilling, I love the way baby. they talk about it. Elon Musk is the he's Hitler too. No, know? that's Trump, dude. Come on, oh, man. Sorry, Get Hitler with the times, bro. <laughs> he's the African Hitler. Anyways, I love that article and I have it and I, I'm gonna toss it out because I thought this is uh, just we could stop it at any point. But I, it's you know here we are. This is the erratic conspiracy theorist. Finally, the future will look like the future. It's the newest truck on the market, known as the Cybertruck, a futuristic take straight out of a sci-fi movie. The comparison's already rolling in, from the massive trucks in the Alien franchise to the DeLorean from the film Back to the Future. The car just hitting the roads days ago, but already supercharging its... He, he's just created a car that's being compared to a sci-fi movie that takes place 200 years <laughs> in the future in a time-traveling film from the 80s. Folks! Come on, man! Into the zeitgeist. Tesla's found. They're writing Spanish hip hop songs about this guy. Come on! CEO Elon Musk personally delivering the first batch of about a dozen trucks. We're handing over production cyber trucks to their actual owners. The estimated wait list now over two million people long, with some told to expect their truck in five years. The top model, the Cyber Beast, with a price tag starting at nearly one hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand bucks a pop. Two hundred thousand wait list. Mike, this guy is just an arrest. Conspiracy theorist, man. He's a tinfoil head nut job. This fucking loon. Do you can you believe this guy? And he owns that failing. When are we gonna get somebody with their finger on the pulse? (laughs) Can we? That's what I want to know. Can we get someone smart in here? Someone with some you know savviness in the business business sector here. Somebody who knows how to run a company. Anybody? This guy's a loser. You know, every expert before this said it was impossible to just start a new car company. I want to listen to those guys, not this guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
You need to bring on some more Harvard experts. We need progressive, forward-thinking people in this world. Not this guy living in the past, Elon Musk. He's a fascist. He's a white supremacist. He's an anti-Semite. <laughs> I heard he calls his trans daughter his son. <laughs> the devil. And he bought Twitter and ran it into the ground. Turned it into a free speech platform. <laughs> What a piece of shit. Look, I personally, as from day one, have said on this show, be wary of Elon Musk. They, there's certain sides that want him to be this new age deity. This, uh, you know, We are hoisting him up to almost a godlike level, and I, I don't trust him in many ways. However, I start to get on the side of people who are always getting destroyed by the mainstream media, and him and him and Trump are on the same level at this point. No matter what these guys do, the media will destroy their name and run it through the mud. There's nobody I trust more now than Elon Musk and Mr. Beast. Because <laughs> right. you people... Nobody has done more good and just been shit on more for not doing good the right way. All right, so you know I mean? did you watch Bill Maher's real time towards the end, uh, his new rules? He did a fantastic segment on Mr. Beast, actually. Uh, are you talking about the segment we did on Mr. Beast four months ago? Hey, yo, that's right! <laughs> Dude, he literally did the same exact jokes we did. Not just us. It was like everybody talked about this four months ago. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I've noticed an increase in downloads out of California. I have an idea that maybe Bill Maher's stealing our shit. He's stealing. <laughs> well, you're a better writer than anybody he has. Jesus Christ. <laughs> have you seen the people in California? They couldn't even come up with Jive. Jive, it's right there. I, uh, I just got to gotta own it. And by any of our listeners, if you get in on that pie, I want like a slice, all right? Just a little slice. <laughs> I, you owe it to me, all right? <laughs> Tesla says it has a stainless steel bulletproof exterior, can go 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds, even having it drag race and beat a Porsche while towing a Porsche. And yeah, his promo video for the Cybertruck, it's the truck beating a Porsche in a drag race while towing the exact same Porsche. But did you hear about the safety issue? Oh, well, yeah, they're going to talk about it where this thing just rips through other Porsches like they're like a, a slice of cheese. <laughs> yeah. First ever vehicle to... Well, it's bulletproof, man. Like, if, if you're driving a gigantic tank that's bulletproof, you are going to destroy any vehicle you hit. Yeah, especially something with a fucking fiber carbon unibody, like, sitting on a frame. I gotta say, Elon, if he was 10 years younger and knew jujitsu. We almost got a Batman here. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you see this dude cruising uh, around? Might be. Maybe we just haven't heard about it yet. Well, no crime has gone down, so that's... <laughs> Maybe he's committing the crime. Maybe he's an anti-Batman. Oh, I think that was a Batman. Wasn't there... Or no, I'm thinking of Bizarro Superman, actually. Maybe that's what it is. But what? I, I don't know. I tried to watch Batman vs. Superman the other day. I nah, still don't trash. get that movie. Nah, Who's well, the bad guy? They right. Uh, ben Affleck. Batman. <laughs> that was like the most confusing thing about the whole thing. And they wait a minute, fucking uh, Superman's this British guy, and then Batman is fucking. I don't know. Ben he, Affleck. He bulked up. He definitely roided up for that role, man. And I, you know. He kind of looked like how I would see Batman actually being, like, outrageously juiced and kind of menacingly 
almost evil. Like Batman in that one, he's he's shooting guns and killing people, man. Like, yeah, but Ben Affleck. Let me ask this: Who's your favorite Batman? Yeah, I'm toss. I'm torn on this one. Man. I don't know. Michael Keaton probably, but but uh, I'd, I'd say toss up between Keaton and Bale. I really like Christian Bale as Batman. I think he nailed the the double side. You mean uh, you really liked the whole like? Where's Rachel? No, that part was gay. Where's Rachel? That part was gay. Where's Rachel? That's my whole Batman <laughs> impression. And the whole voice was pretty much yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it sounded like he had to it's shit the dead. whole time. Like he was holding in a big old fat deuce. But it's Christian Bale, so I give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt that in his mind it probably was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and have you seen the f- the footage of him freaking out on the set of Terminator Salvation where he loses his mind on one of the people on the set because they like you know, murmured something while he was trying to be in the role, and he's all about the whole, you know... I should have lost his mind about how shitty that movie they were making was. Holy <laughs> cow, is that a bad movie. It's I've weird. never gotten past 15 minutes of it. What's crazy is he was, like, method acting for that role. And, like, you... For the Terminator? Yeah. You should just play him a clip of Arnold. He was literally just Arnold. <laughs> I know. I couldn't tell if he was the Terminator or the governor in that movie. No, I, I believe... Which role are you playing? I think you and I have the greatest take on Arnold Schwarzenegger in a long time, and maybe ever, that he's secretly actually, like, a British thespian, but he's been pulling off this, like, <laughs> yeah, archaic, like, I'm Arnold, like, whole, like, act for, like, decades... <laughs> But really, you get him alone. Well, well, if you, you know? look at my pre-1990s years, it was actually more of a Slovakian <laughs> accent, and then I really went to Austria to study over a winter. That's when I got... You know, that's how he, like, really talks. <laughs> that's when I really started to ham it up. Uh, Arnold, we need you for the next scene. I'm right here. Oh, you missed your... <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does the whole scene. Comes back. I don't know if you caught it there, but right at minute three, that's where I switched it over to a little bit of a southern Austria. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so good. It's so much more believable that the Arnold shtick is all just an act that he's been putting on when he's on camera, and then, you know, you get him privately alone there. Like, I'd like to see his private conversations, you know, with uh, Chris Pratt, his current son-in-law. Are they related? I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Chris, right. Chris Pratt is married to to the Terminator's daughter. That's so funny because you never hear Chris Pratt married a Schwarzenegger. It's the big news is he married a Kennedy. Well, a lot of people don't realize that a Schwarzenegger who mysteriously became governor of California for like eight years or whatever it was married a Kennedy. Yeah, that is weird. The Kennedy's Schwarzenegger, man. huh? Couldn't get away with that name these days. <laughs> a little too close, buddy. <laughs> Are you tempting me with some news stories about Niger here? <laughs> Don't even get me started on the Uyghurs in China, all right, folks? <laughs> Schwarzenegger, we're going to need to change that ER to an A. And, uh... You know what? Let's just make you a Schreiber or whatever it was. <laughs> 
cover all our grounds. <laughs> We're great. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I'm gonna do on the Cybertruck. I just wanted to play a little bit of the. the uh, I debut. loved how they tried to. Sh everybody tried to shit on it, and you see, like, uh, there was this whole report how like people are outraged because when they when they reserved the Cybertruck, it's now like ten thousand dollars more. But here, just look at inflation. <laughs> at least they're probably most likely, in as far as the track record, I think, with Tesla, they're going to get their truck as opposed to Ford, where there was like a five year waiting list and now they just canceled the list and said, sorry, your $500,000 Ford electric truck is just never going to be made. Yeah, because they couldn't do it. Because it was impossible, man. And here's Elon throwing mud in the face of Ford, essentially, and saying, well, here's your truck. That you guys failed to make. Here it is. Mock me as much as you want. Yeah, it's really funny because you spent all these decades where everybody was like, oh, it's, you'd, have to you'd have to invest so much money. It's impossible to start a whole new electric car wing. It's this, it's that. And then now that Tesla's making money, all these other companies are like, well, now it's impossible. We should have done it 20 years ago when it was affordable. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this about, tw oh, yeah, 20 years ago, 2001-ish. Maybe 2002. It was a fantastic documentary that hit the scene. Uh, it was What Happened to the EV1, I believe, was the title. Who Killed the Electric Car. Who Killed the, the Electric... Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we had it. I, I had, uh, you know, procured it from the library there uh, that I worked at, I remember. And it uh, went in-depth on how, I believe it was, GM had a new electric vehicle they were going to be at the forefront of the electric vehicle market and it was going to revitalize detroit it was going to be this huge thing and it was effectively killed by the government it was killed by the shell organization and i think the bushes and the cheneys had a little bit something to do with it yeah. so what's crazy is when this got killed the electric car phenomenon early 2000 2001 Oh, that Bush. was in the 90s, dude. That was during the Clinton days. Well, I recall that it was specifically like end of 90s, early 2000s, but very specifically, the, the whole thing was killed in like 2001. 9-11 happened. We go to war with Afghanistan and then Iraq. We totally uh, take over in that region. And all of a sudden, we all remember 2002, 2003, what was everyone driving everywhere? The Hummers. Hummers. The fucking Hummers, dude. So there's not an electric car to be seen anywhere on the road, but everyone is just fucking blowing past you in these gigantic mammoth tank-like Hummers, man. Yeah. It was uh, I just looked it up. Do you know what's crazy? I do remember this was a big argument of the day. One of the big arguments back then why they got rid of the electric car is they said gas would have to hit $3 a gallon for it to be worth it, and gas will never hit $3 a gallon. <laughs> How could they envision Bidenomics, man? Come on, dude. This is back in early, uh, this is in 2006. <laughs> no prophet could have foreseen Bidenomics on the radar. <laughs> oh, what's that? Trump, Trump said it during the debate in 2020? Oh, geez. All right, sorry. Yeah. That was a crazy <laughs> movie. That's where they talk about the guy that built the car that ran on water. Yeah, which they the technology is obviously out there. You know, we love the dependence on oil. There's no doubt about it. And there is some element to the electric car. I've always said, you know, if you can afford it, it's nice probably to have an electric vehicle. But a Tesla. I'm not talking about the Ionics. 
out there. That shit like no, craps but even out the of Tesla, me. dude. They're saying right now, I th- it's it's almost like equivalent of seventeen dollars a gallon is what you're paying if you have an electric car. So let's say we're here now with that technology. You can. I don't know. I personally think it's a scam right now and that the hydrogen fuel cell is what the real deal is when it comes to, you know, fuel efficiency and basically driving for free. But they, you know, I I think the tech is almost there or probably there, but they just don't want us to have it because, you know, whether it's the electric car movement with the batteries that die out after 100 Gs or uh, maybe it's even with your gas-powered cars, either way, Somebody on one side or the other is making a fat dollar off of you driving in this vehicle. Yeah, the hydrogen thing, I don't know. I don't think we're there. Hydrogen is kind of weird. I don't know. I think personally we're already at the whole like uh, Tesla, and I'm talking Nikola Tesla movement where we probably can and harness the frequency vibrational technologies that this dude was working with. And that they uh, that Trump's uncle captured uh, when he died from his house, and Trump uh, ultimately time traveled with, and he's John Titter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, either way, <clears throat> speaking of Elon and all his mysterious ways, he put out a poll over the weekend. He brought Alex Jones back onto X, formerly known as Twitter, and before that. Probably linked in some way. I'm uh, I'm sure that this is deep state, paid actors, um, all this nonsense. But either way, I personally love Alex Jones. I enjoy the dude. I think he's a uh, a predictor of the future. He he. Did you watch his Tucker interview that was on X? No. It was over the top. It was absolutely insane. He. We should always listen to Alex Jones because he's got the insider info and. He uh, Tucker plays a clip where Alex Jones in June of 2001 in almost perfect detail predicts 9-11 and like us blaming bin Laden and all this stuff. It's really wild. And then later in the interview, Alex Jones goes on to say uh, it's the goal of this, you know, Club of 300 or Club of Rome, the Bilderbergers, the Bohemian group, you know, the, this this uh, Illuminati uh, the World Economic Forum, this whole thing, they are all about reducing the population to 500 million people by 2045. No. All right, so that's Alex Jones going out there. Either way, it's a deep dive. I recommend anything like that for anybody out there who doesn't have the time or energy to stomach an entire three hours of the InfoWars mania because Alex Jones is a high-energy, intense dude and uh, he spews a lot of, uh, you know, crazy, crazy, wild, intense tinfoil hat nut jobbery. And so uh, either way, he was on Tucker. I like when he's being interviewed on stuff because you kind of get little snippets of his insanity. And Mike, he had a gem tailor-made for you, my man. Mm. And I got it for us. This is the best part, of my opinion, of the entire interview. I'm sure everybody will play all the other wild conspiracy stuff, but I thought this was the most telling. These are two guys who know very intimately and very well Brian Stelter. And I always thought he was awkward and weird and probably had a super creepy personal life, but I I never took (laughs) him seriously. There's a pretty famous clip, and I want to play it right now, of you critiquing Brian Stelter and you take him way more seriously than I ever did, and I think you're right to. 
So this is a pretty famous clip of you on Brian Stelter. Hell on earth! <laughs> he wants to run your life. He wants to control every aspect of your life because he knows he is a cowardly, degenerate sack of anti-human trash. I pledge before my heavenly Father that I, 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 I that I will resist them every way I can. These people are the literal demon spawn of the pit of hell. Look at him. And you know what? He is better than you if you keep letting him run your life. He runs your kids. He runs the schools. He runs the banks. This guy, this spirit, this smiling, leering devil that thinks you can't see what he is. He is your enemy. Period. Oh, All the narcissistic <clears throat> devil worshiping really filth. <laughs> I see you enemy. I see you, enemy! Enemy! <laughs> enemy! You are my enemy! <laughs> and I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. I gotta hear his response. Disingenuous, fake, false. I got it all. Broke back, it. twisted, a defiler, a betrayer, a He's talking about Brian Stelter? A he has right behind him during this clip is a giant picture of Brian Stelter's face. <laughs> The same picture I used for today's live show uh, it's, title. It's hard there. to tell. Is it Brian or Porky Pig? And, and there is no difference between the two. I promise you. <laughs> Dude, I thought, like, it's interesting that you and I picked up on something with this guy. Like, the evilness, the the, the like, the sliminess of Brian Stelter. There is something demonic about the dude. Dude, it, I spent my know? whole life in Chicago. I know a shady fuck that's trying to take advantage of me. You know what I mean? Yes. Spot a shyster from a mile away. That's, That's what right. he is. Yes, man. Yes. Well, you and I didn't even scratch the surface when it comes to the uh, demonic entity that was is apparently <laughs> straight from hell, baby. Devil! <laughs> I don't think I don't see you, Skelter. I see you. You understand me? I know what you think of me and my family. I see you right back. You understand that? You understand that, Skelter? So there's a lot that's true about what you said. How did you perceive that? The rest of us just made fun of him. Now, once they started the censorship and platforming, remember back then they would deny it. So he's going to go in deep on, uh, uh, I found this to be absolutely eye-opening. I had no idea how much power Brian Stelter behind the scenes actually wielded at CNN. And so this, this is actually pretty eye-opening. Yeah, we're taking people off air, but it's not censorship. Now they admit, no, it's censorship. We're doing this for your own good. So he was really the face of that. And he was working for the head of CNN that was really in charge of it. It later came out. Uh, CNN currently is not in charge. They've handed it completely over to the Justice Department to quarterback, as Congress re reported a few months ago with the documents. But at the time, Brian Stelter and his mini-me, uh, Oliver Darcy, his were, were going around calling up and harassing my sponsors, taking sponsors away. Uh, and they were going around and, and organizing big tech uh, to, to take... Uh, not just myself, but many other people offline. So people say, well, why is he so angry? Well, it's because he's literally trying to take us off air, literally taking our sponsors. I mean, the equivalent of the Vikings a thousand years ago in England pulling up and burning a village down. And, and so there he is, all sweet, yeah, liberal, different. tackling. <laughs> he, you get, the whole interview is fascinating, actually. Laughing, but he's really an agent of anti-American totalitarianism. And so he was the front man of that. And I wanted to just simply say, well, you're right. I see you. I know what you're doing. All right. So he goes on later into the interview 
to discuss how Brian Stelter was at the forefront with CNN in leading the charge of the government uh, to push all the major internet platforms to deplatform him, platform him completely. And that's how he ended up getting wiped off the internet. And then after that happened, they dug through his files and used seven minutes from 17 years ago about him talking about Sandy Hook to justify the deplatforming of his uh, program. Yeah. <clears throat> I heard it was 23 minutes, but. Yeah, sorry. I got the number wrong. <laughs> 23 minutes out of three hours a day for 17 years. <laughs> so crazy. That's what they got him on. 23 minutes, man. And so either way, we've made a lot of fun of Brian Stelter because we just thought he was this fat, slobbish, sleazy, manipulative jackass on CNN. I had no idea that behind the scenes, he was a part of this massive push by the government to sue Alex Jones and get him stricken off the internet. Dude, for sure. The, uh, it's obvious you were just playing your part as a pawn in this game because the minute you were kicked off the board, they gave you a job at Harvard. Yes. You know what I mean? You, you failed out of CNN, and then they gave you a job at Harvard. <laughs> yeah, and remind me again, Mike, what's one of the newest uh, pieces of curriculum going on over there at this uh, high <laughs> institute? Taylor Swift. Ah, yes. And are they, you know, I, I'm a huge Taylor, Taylor fan. Swift. Are they covering her relationship with Travis or not? Because otherwise, I don't think I'm interested in uh, uh, Frank, I'm so enrolling any young people there. It's actually uh, it's a debate right now because it depends on how long the relationship lasts and whether or not she writes a song about <laughs> it. Because the class is really dedicated to exploring her lyrics. Is it the lady who's the president of Harvard that's currently getting suspended because she refused to condemn uh, declaring genocide on Jews? Yeah, it's all of them. All of them. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. So they're currently, <laughs> they're not condemning genocide on Jews, but they're they're debating seriously over whether or not to involve Travis Kelsey in their uh, new course about uh, I can't believe the Swift lady there. who graduates the most lawyers in America said something anti-Semitic, and then was like, oh, wait a minute, we're for the Jews? I'm, I'm going to take a little break here. I'm a semester, maybe. Go on vacation. Cancun sounds lovely right about now. Where's Tony Fauci? This, this college full of future lawyers. You mean to tell me you guys are pro-Jewish? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed. I got to say... This year took me by wild surprise, only in the sense of my whole life, there was one undeniable fact about America. Pro-Jew. Pro-Jew yeah, country. Really like, pro-Jew. Like, yeah. totally pro-Jew, anti-genocide of Jew. That was, like, our two things that, like, you know, when it came to the Jews, we were, like, pro-Jew and anti-the genocide of the Jews because I don't know if anybody knows the history, but there was this one event. Ah, <laughs> a little while ago. Little genocide going on there. Some people say it never happened. We, we don't know. We don't, but we're gonna just go based on the historical facts here. I mean, it's a little, little bit of a genocide going you know, on. No, we did turn away that <laughs> boat. Remember, you know that that ship with all the Jews? Oh, oops.
I still contend Hitler escaped and made his way to Argentina. Prove me wrong, people. Prove me wrong. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because they've proven that the alleged bones that they took from the bunker were not actually Hitler's or Ava Braun's. Ooh. Yeah, I did hear that. That the bones that they thought were Hitler's was actually a woman. They're female bones. They're not Hitler's. They have never recovered Hitler's bones from the site of where he or was allegedly. Or he was the first tranny. Oh! Oh! Oh my God, man! Then you guys look like assholes because now you're anti-trans. Transphobe? Wow. Are you Hitler because you're a transphobe? This might be the segue into everybody <laughs> accepting the Nazism of Ukraine. <laughs> They're a bunch of trannies, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, dude, good. that's crazy. Do you remember that? Did you ever hear about that ship? Are you talking <laughs> about Hitler escaping to Argentina? I talk about it all the time. No, uh, I forgot what it was, but it was the MS St. Louis. And it, it was a it was a boat with like in 1939. It had 900 Jewish passengers. All right. And they were turned away by America, Canada, and Cuba. Wow. And then and then they were all murdered. Or a third of them were murdered. That's like a rough situation, they, man. After they were sent back to Europe. Wow. Yeah. Rough scene. No doubt. Yeah, there was a, uh, you know, that's why the whole idea like of being president of a major university, like I get it. You got to kowtow to the liberals and I understand too mm. what they were leaning on. When it comes to the First Amendment and the free speech, but uh, it was such a softball scenario where you're just supposed to, like, uh, all politicians have done it forever here, but maybe this is the new America, the new world order. Maybe this is, uh, you know, now we're uh, siding with the Palestinians. We're, we're, you know, with the terrorists now. I would have never guessed. I didn't see I it coming. I got to say that this year, again, with the whole conflict, <laughs> I really, when the conflict unfolded, we, as you folks have probably noticed, don't really touch it too much on the show because it's, if you want to have full-on nonstop coverage, go check out the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro's oh, jizzing ben Shapiro's on it. Uh, yeah, currently day. right now. Yeah, but great. it's just. <laughs> no, no, but you're right. Like October 7th, we all watched the videos of like these women being murdered and raped. horrifying, and, like, yeah. the children and. And I, and I think everybody woke up, well, for, I woke up October 8th being like, well, this is actually one thing all Americans will agree on. We yes. All, I thought it was going to be the new 9-11. Oh, we're going to, yeah. against the terrorists, man. Right? That's what we always do. We're usually <laughs> against the Muslim terrorists in this Christian nation. <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out there. It's just usually Most of my family. life, we were against the Muslim terrorists. Well, just take a look at all the 90s action flicks with Arnold and Sly. I was just thinking like, that Sylvester was, Stallone killed them, Arnold always, killed them. There's it two was a, groups. You know, we're fighting two groups in all the movies in the 90s. It's the Russians and the uh, the terrorists, the Muslim terrorists. We always the assume them to be Palestinian or, you know. Well, actually, we don't. to be fair, we don't even know what religion we We just know they spoke Arabic and they had a towel on their head. Yeah, the towel we heads. Assume. We called them the towel heads, man. That's the time we grew up up in <laughs> i mean from indiana jones all the way up to rocky this is how it was you know it just made sense okay <laughs> there's too much nuance I mean, here now. i could watch true lies with the sound off i know who the bad guys are <laughs> the tall heads next to the bomb 
I know I'm cheering for the giant Austrian hanging from the horse <laughs> over the skyscraper. That's my guy. Yo, we t- <laughs> you talked about it. You talked about Indiana Jones in the last episode. Temple of Doom, then, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then I saw uh, Fast and Furious was on. So with, what uh, year? You're going to blow my mind now. This has to be a 20-year franchise at the very least. What year did Fast oh, yeah. and Furious come out? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. But I was thinking how we always laugh at the Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it's my favorite like, action movie of the last five years, no doubt. Like the, we always laugh at like the ridiculousness of like The Rock and what he does in all these movies. That's right, man. I mean? Yeah, but at least The Rock is superhuman. Like I, ha- I never, never run into a man on my daily routine that looks like The Rock. Same like, or Arnold, right? Arnold was always superhuman uh, or, looking, even though he's a shorter fella. I think he he or, had the Arnold. the robustness. So, you know, so The Rock hanging onto a chain that's holding four cars and then hanging onto a helicopter. That's right, man. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty ridiculous. But again, he is superhuman, unlike any human I ever run into on a daily basis, right? I've never said it's unbelievable. I'm just saying it's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) You look at movies we grew up with, Indiana Jones. I run into a 50-year-old man that looks like that every day. That's why I. That's why he's. I lovable. work with four yeah. of them, and in the movie, he's riding an inflatable boat off of an airplane. I know it's great. <laughs> or my favorite indie is like the door, the stone wall is collapsing down, and he rolls under, and then the hat he the reaches back hat. for the Come hat. On. Come on, man, that's good so shit. Good. No, but the best part is he's just an average dad-looking dude. Like he's not even that buff. Well, he doesn't do anything spectacular, per se, from an action standpoint. He does stuff that's clever. It's pretty spectacular. But that's what (laughs) makes it spectacular, is he's using, you know, his Indiana Jones is like superpower, if you will, which is what makes him, you know, such a great hero, uh, is that he he outwits the scenario and the situation. No, he's in there, but he's throwing punches where he's knocking out guys, one hit. No, Got not to go fl- fly it across the what room. What about, dude, in uh, the first one, he gets into the fist fight when they're on the tarmac with the yeah, gigantic with the big, German, right? And he, the big Nazi. He hits him a bunch of times and does nothing. But... Oh, I'm sorry, not Nazi, Ukrainian. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I... <laughs> Can't tell the difference these days, right, folks? You know, they get in the fisticuffs fight, you know, and he... Throws in a good that shot. One is un- okay, if The Rock does that, I believe it. But this one is just a regular 5'10 average-looking dude who's taking punch after punch by this behemoth <laughs> of a man. But it's indie. And then in it, it takes earlier, one step back. This guy punches him full out in the face. He takes one step back, shakes well, his yeah, head, but then back no, the he gets knocked yeah. down, and then the guy gets taken out by the uh, because he's too oafish, right? He doesn't see behind him the blades of I the know, plane. I know, but in reality, it's one hit, and that guy's done. Well, uh, Indy's done. I'm just saying, at least like our guy. superhumans are a little more. Vulnerable. A little more believable. Yeah, more believable. Yeah. Well, I- I'll tell you what. I would accept a new iteration of Indiana Jones with The Rock. No. Yeah, he could pull off the I'm the uh, college. Have you, haven't you seen Rampage, where he tried to be the scientist? <laughs> no, I've never cannot seen. Cannot act. Yeah. Cannot All act right, like I'll take it back. No, you can't. You gotta make him an archaeologist. He can't even say archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, but I'm confused about this arch word. I'm a archie What? 
You imagine in the uh, you know third iter you know version of Indiana Jones there, and he's just like walking through, and you know, hey, do you smell what the Grail is cooking? Right? Like it's, <laughs> I don't know if that has the same ring to it there. Rock. Okay, I spent three months learning what an archaeologist is. Now you want me to learn about multi dimensions? <laughs> Wait, and who's got the big skull? Did these aliens come from heaven? Uh, I don't there. care where this alien came from. His skull is not bigger than mine. <laughs> I didn't. I had a hard time with that fourth version. Did you see the new Indiana Jones? I haven't seen Refuse. it yet. Well, I Refuse. canceled my Disney Plus subscription a year plus ago, and so uh, you know I'm not in the loop now. I guess on whatever they're coming out. I think that one went straight to the Disney Plus post uh, theater. So I'm probably not going to be able to see it for a while. I was thinking the other day, you know who kind of had a good idea was Paramount. I made fun of them a little bit. You know, like uh, Hulu, they were like, well, you could stream all the shows that are on TV, you know? Right. I think a lot of people fell for the Hulu at first, but then just canceled it. Like, I had it for a couple months and then can't. Like, what? I don't want to watch the shit that's not on NBC when it's on NBC. Why am I going to stream this stupid show from from NBC? (laughs) Right. Paramount took the other side where they're like, we're going to rehash all the old shows. We're bringing back Monk. We're bringing back the challenge. I saw Tony Shalhoub making the comeback with the Monk movie. They're bringing back Frasier. They're the ones that are bringing back all the old shows and, you know, it's smart, man. Honestly, because well, and they also have, I think, the dibs on the new South Park, whatever they've been airing there. South Park. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They took all the shows that used to be great and they're making new ones with it instead of just like, you know, like who the fuck wants to watch B- Big Bang Theory streaming? Well, how many people you know? every day do you run into that are talking about Black Wonder Years? That, that's not a thing still. I think that only lasted one season. I think they came back for at least a second one, dude. No, no, no. no. Yeah, man. Black Wonder Years definitely came back for at least a second season. <laughs> I know it. I know it for oh, sure. You're right. Two seasons. It ended in 2021. Oh, they, they <laughs> said. <laughs> 32 shows. <laughs> no way. I thought they would at least keep it going, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tuned Not in. Even Don Cheadle. <laughs> they should have brought in Don Cheadle. That would have maybe. He was him. in it. Oh, he was. No. I'm not even making sure. No, he was in it. He was the narrator. He no. was like the you know how like the kid like the older version of the kid is telling the story. No, I had no idea. Yeah, Don Cheadle. He He's the voice. He's the voice, like telling. He's the one telling the story of his childhood. That's so you know who's the voice in the original Wonder Years is Daniel Stern, who's one of the um, criminals, the the burglars in Home Alone. No, the curly hair guy. Yeah, he's the voice of Wonder Years, the original. No! Yes, yes, it's a mind blowing little tidbit to know, and I'm telling you the oh, truth. No way. Yes, sir. Daniel Stern is the narrator of the original Wonder Years. It's an absolute fact. Oh, my God. It's him. Yeah, man. It's oh freaking crazy, God. dude. Uh, Frank, yes. Great fact. I would have never guessed. That's a little factoid for Holy all of you to drop shit. on your coworkers this week. Absolutely. And I gotta say, maybe let's all go back and watch a little Wonder Years. We could use a little more of the simpler times in our lives these oh, days, yeah. man. What a sweet... Honest show. I was. Uh, I did a deep dive um, because an actor he had posted something about needing a GoFundMe, 
who uh, is well known in the acting circles. He played. Was, wasn't it the goalie? No, he played Santa Claus uh, in the original Home Alone. He's like the the guy who gives him the Tic Tacs because he has no candy. And uh, anyways, I went in a weird route because he was on a show called Herman's Head, which was on for like two or three years. And it was a sitcom that he starred in with the lady, Yeardley Smith, who voiced Lisa on The Simpsons. Mm. And that took me down a little, uh, little bit of a rabbit hole on The Simpsons in their early years and how at that time The Simpsons wasn't very hip. So the people uh, also on the show was Hank Azaria, who voices almost all the greatest characters on The Simpsons. And so these guys were still doing other gigs and sitcoms at the time they were doing The Simpsons because it was like 1992, and they were on the, a new program, Fox, and you know what I mean? They, they probably weren't making a lot of money from the show. That's crazy. And so they were doing all these other gigs, and then eventually The Simpsons became the behemoth that it is now, and they ended up having contracts where they were making, you know, half a, you know, they were making two to three hundred million dollars per episode. And I read, uh, merch and shit. They go in two days a week. Wow. Imagine getting paid. $300,000 300, uh, $300, or two days a week, man. It's incredible. Uh, I'm in the wrong biz. <laughs> you got to link up with some cartoon people and uh, you know do some cartoon voicing, man. That's where it's at. I got the voice for a cartoon. Well, you may look I like a cartoon I want to see the new uh, Adam Carolla cartoon. I thought you watched it, Leo. No, no, that's Adam uh, Sandler. Oh, who did you say? Adam Carolla. I didn't know he had a new cartoon. Wow. He has a new car. I, well, I'll never see it because it's uh, you got to subscribe to the uh, Daily Wire. Is it for kids? I know they're doing a lot of kids programming. No, it's like an adult cartoon kind of Mr. Bertram. Oh, Mr. Bertram is based off of Adam Carolla back when he was in the radio days, and he used to call into a radio station and do the voice Mr. Bertram. And uh, it was a skit he would run on the radio. Well, now it's a show on Daily Wire. <laughs> that means that the Daily Wire like gave Adam Carolla a bunch of money, and he's like, I'll give you some old shit I used to do 30 years ago on the radio. Pretty much, yeah. They're probably desperate over there. How uh, successful was the debut of their big anti-trainee uh, athlete movie? <laughs> Did you see it? I don't know anybody that watched it. I don't know anybody that watched it. You no. are a subscriber to the Daily Wire, are you not? No. I do oh, not I thought you were. Okay, so you didn't get to view then this spectacular comedy. I'm sure that it'll get some rewards. Are they going to have it out there in the streaming world or like in cable? Like, Can I tune into cable and check out their anti-trainee uh, comedy movie? No, you'll have to pay for it. That's why no one will see it. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly, because... You're kind of, you know, well, <clears throat> I don't know how to say this here, Ben, but your uh, audience seems to be very Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! It's, it's going to be a little hard to get money from them, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, oh, nice. I didn't see that angle coming at it. Uh, it's a tough, it. The Jewish crowd is a tough crowd to get a subscription service going <laughs> with. You know? Wow. You uh, kind of just blew my mind there. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if I'm starting a subscription service, I want, like, 20-year-old white girls. 
Yeah. Because they'll just pay $10 a month and not even realize. How many girls <laughs> have you been with who, like, they don't even realize they have a monthly subscription? Are you talking about me or uh, 20-year-old girls? <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> I've heard people be like, yeah, I just canceled this thing. I didn't even know I was paying for it for two years. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Yeah, you just forget about it, and then you see it across the bill once in a while. You're like, oh, my God, how long have I been? Jesus, I have No, that? I got this, like, free soap basket from this company four years ago. I didn't know it was going to charge me nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, man. Sports Illustrated subscription? How long have I had this? What's going on? <laughs> Wait a minute. When I subscribed for this, it was women on the cover. <laughs> this is just a dude with fake tits. What's going on here? <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney? Ugh.